0: Thanks for listening in to The Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message.
1: Grab your Bibles. I wanna talk for a few moments. And then uh, we're going to celebrate once again, baptisms. Go to the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14 is in the beginning of the Bible. Again, this year, our theme is moving forward, moving forward. Look at your neighbor tell them, moving forward. This year, we are moving forward. As you're going to the book of Numbers, smile at the person next to you and tell them, uh, you're sitting next to the best looking person in the building today. Come on, smile at some people around. Can, we, can, you, can you do me a favor? Can we welcome everybody watching online? Come on, Calvary Church online, we love you. Let us know in the chats where you're watching from. We're excited. Go to the book of Numbers chapter 14. Any single people in the house? Single people, okay. The book of Numbers could really help you out. Book of Num- I'm giving you an alley-oop here. If you're single and you're sitting next to somebody that you're interested You can literally say, hey, I've looked through the book of Numbers, and uh, I can't find yours. You're welcome. That's how Pastor Phil got Danny. Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14. If you're there, can you say amen? amen? Hey, okay, let me just give you a little bit of context, what we're going to read. The people of God have come out of Egypt and they're on their way to the promised land. Before they cross over to the promised land, Moses sends 12 spies to go explore the land. Uh, they come back, the majority of them, with a terrible report. Uh, they are scared to death. They, they end up scaring everybody else. We're picking it up there where people are so afraid in Numbers chapter 14 because of the report that they got. Numbers chapter 14, beginning of verse 1, it says this. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and they wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to And Moses and Aaron, they fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua, the son of Nun, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, they tore their clothes and they said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he'll lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and he'll give it To us, only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Come on, anybody thankful for God's word? Out of Numbers chapter 14, I'm going to share a short message. We've got a short little video presentation I want to show you, but I want to encourage you around this. Uh, today, the title is Moving Forward. It's our theme for the years, our vision statement for the years, what we felt God put in our heart as we were closing out 2021, getting ready for 2022, that we would all move forward corporately, personally move forward. Let's pray. I'll share a little bit around this story and what I believe God is teaching us today, and then we'll worship one more time and get ready to baptize some people. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. Thank you for this incredible family. Thank you for Calvary Church here and around the world, Connected Online. God, we thank you so much for this household of faith. Thank you for loving people like us. We don't deserve it. There's nothing we can do to earn it. You're awesome, you're gracious, you're merciful. You are incredible, God. We love you. God, we pray that you would help open up our eyes to see you and understand you better, the vision that you have for our lives. God, we love you and we thank you. And it's in that name of Jesus that we pray. All of God's people say. Amen. Come on, all of God's people say. Amen. Can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on. Three feet from gold in the late 1800s, There was the gold rush of the United States of America, and one man, R.U. Darby, heard about this, and he decided to travel west. He jumped on a train, and he went west because he wanted to be part of the finding, mining of gold. He went, and as he started exploring and seeing what people were doing, he himself found this vein of gold, and he said, Aha, this is me. I am going to get rich. He went and he bought thousands of dollars of equipment and he says, I'm going back, I'm getting some gold, I can do and I can build wealth for my family. He bought all this equipment, he went back west with his uncle and they started digging up and mining the gold vein that they had found. After a few days they had found so much they were excited but soon the gold vein went dry and there was no more gold for them to dig out. R.U. Darby began to get frustrated, he began to get upset And he began to lose hope and patience. and He got frustrated after a couple days of finding no gold. So he decided to quit. I'm going back to the East Coast. I'm selling all my equipment. There is no more gold in the West Coast. He sold all of his equipment for only a few hundred dollars to a man who was down the street. And he said he was going back home. The man who bought the equipment for a few hundred dollars said, Well, if he found some gold before, maybe I can find some more. And he decided to go back to the place where they were excavating. And he started to, uh, he himself, uh, dig up. And he found that three feet from where R.U. Darby was, there was a brand new vein of gold. Over the next several weeks, over the next several months, the man became a multi, multi multi-millionaire. Because three feet from R.U. Darby was a vein of gold that produced a massive amount of wealth. And R.U. Darby became known as the man who quit too soon. Heard about that story and I think about us. Have we quit on God too soon? Has there ever been a moment in our life where we have been so close to all of God's promises for our life, from freedom, from deliverance, from salvation, for everything that he has for us. and We're three feet from a miracle, yet we give up on God. We say, God, I don't think you can do this. God, I don't know if you have enough power. I don't know if you can really, are you true to your word? And we give up three feet from a miracle, and we quit on God. Have you ever quit on something that God wanted to do with your life? You know what I really think it is? I think is that we don't believe that God is able to do all he says he can do, right? We believe it for some people, we might sing about it, but when we're in a tough moment, we say, I know he can, but I, I really don't know if he can change my husband. I really don't know if he can save this marriage. I really don't know if he can do something new in my life. I really don't know if he has a purpose and a calling for my life. You know what I've found? Disobedience is rooted in distrust. I don't trust God enough, so I don't step out and I don't move forward in my life because I don't know if God can do it. I don't know if he is who he really says he is. I've sang about it, read about it, but there's some distrust in our heart. And so we quit three feet from a miracle of what God wants to do in our life. In fact, I put it this way. Unbelief robs us of vision. Unbelief robs us of vision. Because we don't believe that God is able and now blocks and blurs our view of all that God wants to do with our giftings, with our talents, with our purposes, what he wants to do with our family. Oh, I can't see past tomorrow. I don't see myself free from this addiction. I don't see myself free from this bondage. I don't know if God can really deliver my family out of the mess that we're in. I don't know if we can get up out of this dysfunction. It's the way my family has always been. And so our vision begins to get blurred because we don't believe that God is able. But the Bible says that we have a God that's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, think, or imagine. Come on, you gotta get a vision for your life. What's the vision for your life? Can you see God move on your behalf? Do you have a picture, a vision of all that God wants to do with you? Don't let distrust, don't let unbelief blur that vision. Say, I think God can do this. I know God can do this. I'm going to step out. I may be afraid. I may not know what tomorrow looks like, but I'm going to believe that God can turn around this situation for my life. Anybody with me this morning? Here's the crazy thing about God. God usually thrives in toughest moments. God, it wasn't until Daniel was in the lion's den that God showed up and closed their mouth. It wasn't until David was in front of Goliath that he gave him supernatural strength to run against the giant before him. It wasn't until Paul was in prison that God gave him supernatural endurance to withhold and trust God's promises. It wasn't until Jesus was in the grave that the Holy Spirit's supernatural power came over him and resurrected him from the dead. Oh, if you're in a tough moment, God is just getting started. You are in place for a miracle for your life. Don't quit. Don't give up now. God is just getting started. There's a vision. There's a purpose. There's a future. God has so much more for my life and for my family. Can I get an amen? Amen. Look at the person next to you and tell them, move forward. Slap them. Get a vision for your life. What can God do for your life? What can God do tomorrow? You can wake up to a miracle, yet you're about to quit today. About to quit your connect group i about to quit Dream Team. I don't think I'm going to church again. I like the turf outside, but I don't know if I'm going to keep coming. And we quit three feet from a miracle. Norman Vincent Peale said it's always too soon to quit. Vince Lombardi, one of the greatest coaches in history, said winners never quit. The Apostle Paul says, do not grow weary in well-doing. Because in due time, you will reap your harvest. Come on. Jesus says nobody fit for the kingdom of God puts their hands on the plow and looks back. Come on. We're not looking back. We're not settling. We're not stopping. We're moving forward. I'm not quitting my marriage. I'm not quitting my family. I'm not quitting my calling. I'm not quitting on my anointing. I'm not quitting on all that God wants to do for my life. I'm believing it. I'm preaching to myself. I'm walking forward, moving forward in all that he wants. In fact, I put it this way, a heart full of faith can overcome a land full of giants. A heart full of faith, come on, you can overcome a land full, what's the giant before you? Get a heart full of faith and overcome the giants. Numbers chapters 14, we just read that all of a sudden the entire people of God grew hopeless, faithless because of some spies that came back with a bad report. We've read, in the last couple of weeks, if you've been here, we've read a little bit of the history of the Old Testament as God brought out people from different lands because he had a land that he wanted to give them. It started with Abraham as God called him out of Ur. If you're here and you're like, what, 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 what did they just say? I don't know. Go back to the first week of this here. He called Abraham out of Ur. Look at your neighbor and tell him, get out of Ur. Get out of Ur, I got a land for you. And Abraham went there and through different... Years, they ended up in Egypt. In Egypt, they served Pharaoh and the Egyptians 400 years as slaves. And then Moses comes, the great deliverer. Moses tells Pharaoh, let my people go. Finally, after 10 plagues, the people of God are on their way to the promised land. They're before the Red Sea. We talked about that a few weeks ago as well. God parts the Red Sea. A beautiful, incredible miracle. They cross the Red Sea And they're on their way to the promised land. And now in the book of Numbers, chapter 13 and 14, they are right in front of the Jordan River. The Jordan River was the last place they needed to cross to enter the promised land. Yet right in front of the Jordan River, they start to lose hope and they start to lose faith. Perhaps three feet from a miracle, they start doubting God. God just opened up the Red Sea for them a few days before. And yet here they are doubting. Some of us, God saved us five, six years ago from, from a tragic accident. And here we are doubting God can do it again. God, God delivered us out of something in the past. Yet, yet today we're still full of fear and doubt if God can do it again on our behalf. Oh, I know he saved my mom and I know he saved my grand. But I don't know if he can say we serve the God that can do it again. We serve the God that is the king of the universe. But in front of the Jordan River, we start to doubt God. Moses says, let's do something. I'm going to send 12 spies. Somebody say 12 spies. Out into the promised land. They're going to explore the land and let us know if we're ready to go in. 12 spies, they go into the land. They go ready and they have their camouflage outfits. They got their jeeps ready, their binoculars. And they start exploring the land for 40 days. For 40 days, they go all over the land that God had promised them. They see the land. They see that it is full of milk and honey. In fact, they find grapes. They find clusters of grapes so big that it takes two men to carry a cluster of grapes. One man on one side, another man in the back, and they bring the cluster of grapes back to the people, and they say the land, it's exceedingly good. How much peanut butter and jelly we can make out of all these grapes? You know how much... Somebody said wine. Who said wine? Peanut butter and jelly we can make out of all these grapes. It's a good land. But yet they come back, and 10 of them, after 40 days, 10 of them come back and say, yeah, the land is great. I mean, the grapes are incredible. It's awesome. Milk and honey, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. The land is beautiful. The geography, uh, I mean, gorgeous land. There's oasis all over the place. It is beautiful right next to the ocean. I mean, you could build a condo. Moses, it's going to be awesome. But but there's some giants in the land. Like we saw giants in the land. They're like Samson's third cousins and Goliath's second uncles. Like these are big, strong men. Uh, In fact, they say we look like grasshoppers to them. We're tiny, we're weak. Like we're, we're not going back in there. And they're scared. There's fortified cities that have all these walls around them. There's no way we can take what God has promised us. And unbelief robbed them of the vision that God had for them three feet from a miracle. Now, now picture this: ten men are scared, but two men are brave. Joshua and Caleb, say that with me. Come on, Joshua and Caleb—they come back full of faith. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, there's giants. I mean, these are big, ugly men. Yeah, there's giants. There's giants. They, they for sure, they can beat us, devour us. But, but if God be for us, who can stand against us? Yeah, the land is rough and..." Yeah, there's fortified cities, but, but if God said it, oh, I'm going to believe God's word over what my eyes can see. Oh, come on, are you with me? Joshua and Caleb, they gathered the people, and they said, I know there's 10 men that are here scared, but I serve a big God, and he promises this land, and what he said, he'll do it. I'm going to step out and move forward. Two men were full of faith. Of a, here's what I want to ask you. Who's in your circle? Because the 10 men that were faithless actually were able to bring the faith down of almost 2 million people. The 10 men were scared. A game of telephone happened. Those closest to the meeting heard the spies. They turned around and told somebody, oh my God, the land is disastrous. There's giants out there. We're all going to die. They kept passing it down. After a couple of hours, all 2 million people that were waiting across the Jordan River, they said, Moses, Aaron, you should have left us in Egypt. Losing in your circle? There can be people in your circle that are full of so much unbelief and faithlessness that they can rob you out of all that God has for you. Ten men that had no faith caused almost two million people to turn back around. They did not cross the Jordan River. And because of 40 days that they spent in the land with unbelief, they spent now 40 years wandering in the desert. Ten men cost 40 years of loss, confusion wandering times they convinced an entire army to turn around it's too difficult it's too hard who's in your circle i don't know about you but i want some joshua and caleb's in my life like like when i'm up against the impossible i need to be surrounded by some joshua and some caleb's that said i know you got a bad doctor's report but God, he's a healer. Oh, I know your child's acting crazy, but God, he can save from the uttermost to the guttermost. Oh, I know that times look tough, but I serve a God that goes before us, behind us, he surrounds us. God is looking for Joshua and Caleb to say, let's take the land. God is able. Come on, get a Joshua and Caleb in your life. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, move forward. We need some Joshua and Caleb's in our life because I know that sometimes I lose faith and I need somebody to shake me and say, let's go take the land. Now, now, really quick, I, I'm, I'm going to try to help you understand something. Hopefully, we can all get a grasp. Why was God obsessed with giving them a land, right? We've heard of Abraham coming out of Ur. We heard of Moses bringing them out of Egypt. They crossed the rest. Why get to a land? Because God wanted to choose a nation so that the rest of the world can see this is what it looks like when God and men meet. This is the type of life you can have. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed with prosperity, peace, grace, mercy. Your, your, your life will be amazing if you just live it with God. That's the way it started in the Garden of Eden. Since the Garden of Eden, there was nowhere else. And God says, well, I'm going to pick another place and I'm going to show what your life can look like when God amend me and we live together in unity. Israel was the vehicle to show the rest of the world come into relationship with God. Now, the New Testament, if you go over to the New Testament, I love the Bible. Anybody love the Bible? Yeah. The New Testament says that after Jesus came, it's no longer Israel the vehicle. It's the church the vehicle. Now God hasn't just chosen a nation. Now he's chosen a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, the Bible says. So that all of us, the church, now the church is the vehicle to show the rest of Miami, to show the rest of the world. This is what your life can look like when you get in community with God, when you live in community with one another. This is what it looks like. You'll be blessed. You'll have peace. You'll have joy. I'm not saying life will be perfect, but life with God is absolutely amazing. It was physical then, it's spiritual now. Yep. Right. Yep. It was a physical location, a physical piece of land. Now it's a spiritual place when we all gather together. And people around the city are like, how come they're so crazy? They got so much joy. Don't, don't they see everything that's going on? How, how come those people in Kendall are so loud? Oh, because this is what life looks like when you get in union with God. That's right. That's right. We got peace. Yeah, but you're up against an impossible situation. Yeah, but I got God yeah, but you got that doctor's report. Yeah, but now ah, this is what it looks like when you live with God. You're full of faith and you're full of hope. Are you with me? Yes. God wanted to show he had picked Israel. He picks the church now. I'll explain really quick things. Four things God has always wanted to do with humanity. This is what he told Israel. And this is what he tells us. Alex, how do you know that? I'll show you in scripture. In the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 6 verses six through seven. Exodus chapter six, verses six through seven, God says, for I wills. These are extremely important to the Jewish people to this day. To this day. <laughs> to this day. This when they do Passover in their homes, they drink four cups of wine in representation of the four I wills that God said. To this day, they, they do that. And they read Exodus chapter six. God said this, I will bring you out of Egypt. I will free you. I will redeem you and I will take you as my own people. God told Israel, for I will. Now you go to the New Testament, this is what God tells the church. This is what Paul prays for the church. I pray in Ephesians chapter 1, six, eighteen. I pray that you will know him, that your eyes will be enlightened to the hope to which he called you, the inheritance in his holy people. What does this mean? There's more scriptures where these four things are repeated. What does this mean? God's purpose for humanity has always been four things. Here it is, four reasons. Number one, that we would have relationship with him. That we would know him and that he would know us. God wants relationship with humanity. Number two, God wants to work on our character. God wants us not just to know him, but to look like him. God's purpose in humanity. Number three, function, that we will know what he wants to do in our lives. What's our gifting? What's our calling? And then last, number four, reproduction. The four things that God told Israel and that God tells the church is I want to do four things in your life. We put it this way. For you to know God, for you to live like God, for you to be an instrument to God, and for you to pass the life of God to others. This is what God wants. At Calvary, if you've never been here before, I want to tell you really quick what our vision statement is. We grab this out of Exodus, out of Ephesians. He says it again in Corinthians. What, what is it? It's these four things. Calvary's vision statement is reach, help, help teach, release. Can you say that with me? Come on. Reach, help, teach, release. These are the four things that God wants to do with humanity. Reach, that all will know God is what we say here at Calvary. Reach, that all will know God. That Miami, that our our city, that 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 our world will know there's a God who loves you, who reached down to save you, and now you can know him. That all will know God. Reach, help, connecting people to humanity to a community right in other words god brought them out of egypt and somebody needs to bring egypt out of them how many know you can bring somebody out of slavery but then you got to get slavery out of them how does that happen in community helping out with one another that's how god works on your character oh but i got some people i connect group i can't stand god is working on your character He's working on your patience that's how we begin to look like god help me out call me out on all my issues teach Everyone discovering their purpose. When he says, I will redeem you, it literally means I will put you back to your right position of what I made you for. Some of us, we're not walking in our calling today. He wants to redeem you, not just save you, not just free you, he wants to redeem you. And then we say release, making a difference in the world. When it says, literally, you'll be my people, it means you'll live fulfilled, walking out and reproducing this in other people. How do we do that at Calvary? We do that through Sunday services. We do that through Connect Groups. We do that through GrowTrack. And we do that through Dream Team. Sunday services we reach, whether it's online or physical, wherever we're at, we're gonna reach people in the name of Jesus. How do we do help? We do that through connect groups. Get in a connect group. Life is not meant to be lived alone. When you get in a connect group, somebody can help you out. Be accountable to somebody. Somebody can pick you up when you fall. You can begin to look more like Jesus when you live in community. How do we teach? We do it through growth track. Next week, some of you you need to be in growth track. You haven't discovered your purpose. You're giving he wants to redeem you, put you back to your function. And then dream team, right? Whatever dream he's put in your heart, walk it out with a team as we reproduce the life of God in other people and we serve Miami together. I want to tell you, if you're new here to Calvary, we're going to reach, help, teach, release. We're not going to stop. We got four simple things we do here at this church. Reach, help, teach, release. We're going to use every avenue, everything we can do to continue to reach, help, teach, and release as we make a difference in the world. Trusting that God wants to use people like us. There's a lot of different things that we want to do in our church. I wanted the pastors of this house, the couple areas that we're focusing on this year, to tell you from their own heart and their own words. We've got a little video. I want you to watch it as we talk about some of the things we're focusing on in 2022. Check it out.
0: forward as a church and through City Care, I really believe that we're going to continue to expand in our initiatives this year. We're going to have even more opportunities for people to serve, for people to volunteer in different areas, but also through um, our ministry that we have, our anti-human trafficking ministry called Embrace. We've been talking about having our own home and we get to provide more opportunity for survivors of human trafficking. And so I, I really believe that as a church, we are going to continue to take up more ground. We're going to continue to believe that God's going to give us that house for survivors we're going to continue to believe that perhaps in the next year or two we can have a food pantry that will always be available for people that as we continue to move forward God's just going to open up even more doors for us to serve our city through different organizations and I'm believing that in the next year two years three years it will only continue to increase
2: when it comes to online campus, the hardest is that we wanna reach people whenever and wherever they're at. Um, Maybe there's people that don't feel comfortable coming to a church on a Sunday, or there's people that only have really time to experience church throughout the week. And that's the whole heart of online campus is that they don't have to be in Miami. It doesn't have to be on Sunday. It doesn't have to be within the building, but instead we can meet them wherever they're at. You know, one of the amazing things that we've seen over the past few years that we've invested and grown our online campus is that people are sending those decided texts, like making a declaration that I accept Jesus into my heart on a Tuesday night. And that's the heart of why we're doing what we're doing because we want to reach people. We just don't want to put on an event for them and we're willing to go to them wherever they're at, in their cubicles, in their workspaces, in their homes, anywhere, just so that we can just let them know that we're here for them, we love them, Jesus loves them and he has a plan for their life. The vision of where we want to take online campus is just how can we continue to produce more content? How can we engage people wherever they're at throughout the week? And the goal is that we would have our own space where we can continue to generate this content for people. And again, it's not for the sake of growing a platform or growing an in influence, but instead so that the gospel is carried out in every way possible.
3: I think we just came off the best Connect Sunday we've ever had, growing on 25% of what Connect groups we had last cycle. But I really believe that over on the next year, we're going to multiply that to double. I think we can have double, even more than double the Connect groups that we have now. When it comes to Connect groups, it's like we can reach our city, not just one part, not just Kendall, but let's reach all of South Florida. And so I really believe that we're going to be able to multiply our Connect groups further than we could ever think, ask or imagine. So we're excited to bring up something that we've talked about for so long, for so many years, called Calvary Leadership School. Calvary Leadership School is a place where you can get a full hands-on ministry experience from people who have been doing this for so long and apply that all together to the calling that God has on your life. Maybe you're just like, hey, I just want to get theologically sound. I just want to know what my Bible means. I want to know what this means. It's also a place where you can go ahead and just learn a lot more about who Jesus is and the calling that he has over your life.
4: There's so many things going on in young people's minds. And so for us, what we want to do is, how do we help them as one of our core values in church, you know, committing to the next generation, how do we help them move forward? And so one of the ways for sure is getting them in the building, getting them there to worship, to be taught the word of God, being in the church, coming on a Friday, coming on a Sunday, literally changes their lives. Also, Encounter Conference, Encounter Conference is back. And what's cool is it's free. And we want to make sure that there's no excuse for people to be in the room to hear the gospel. And I'm really excited about that because we're helping young people really give them a safe space to be like, okay, I have this question about the Bible, and maybe I was scared to ask my connect leader. Or I was scared to just ask my parents. And, hey, you, you can ask those questions here. We can help you with that. And then last but not least, we can help them move forward with camp. Camp is our one-week Long retreat, I would say, and we just get in the presence of God, and we believe that in those moments, maybe there's a lot of addictions that are broken. I mean, this is a beautiful, beautiful week. So, really, those four things—I guess four things—are the are going to be the focal points of how we're going to help students move forward. And believing, man, it's going to be awesome, and we can't wait to see what God's going to do in the fruit of that uh, throughout the year.
3: Este año comenzamos un canal nuevo en YouTube, Calvary Church en Español. La visión de esto es alcanzar a personas que entiendan que Dios los ama, que no hay un límite de lo que Él quiere hacer con ellos, que las personas no tienen que esperar al domingo para recibir a Cristo, las personas no tienen que esperar a que un pastor llegue y le toque las puertas a la casa, no. Estamos a distancia dejándole saber que hay personas que creen en ti, que te aman, que entendemos que Dios está por nosotros y que sin importar donde tú estés en el mundo, Él te va a alcanzar. Por eso dentro de un año yo sé que hay personas que van a vernos desde otras partes del mundo que que ni siquiera tenían la oportunidad de escuchar de Cristo a través de lo que estamos haciendo van a ser alcanzados, su vida va a ser renovada, restaurada y van a moverse dentro del propósito que ya Dios estableció para ellos. Miami es multicultural, porque vamos a dejar a la iglesia en un solo idioma. Si Dios se quiere mover y quiere hablar como él quisiera, vamos a alcanzarlo.
1: Moving forward, as 2021 was closing, what we felt on our heart was that for this upcoming year, God was really trying to stir up his people to go after everything that God has for us personally, in our lives, for our purpose, for our calling, but as well as corporately as a church. The church has much to do as far as envision what God wants to do in the heart of people across the world. As a church, there's so much we wanna do and we wonder what does it mean to you? What does moving forward mean in your life? For everything that he has for your, your family, your marriages, your relationships, we really believe it's time to move forward. Go forward and advance. Go forward and believe. Step out. Step out in faith that God can use you, wants to use you, and has much more for your life. It's time to move forward. Come on, church. It's time to move forward. What does that mean to you? Where have you not moved forward in? What has caused you to stay behind and saying, I can't. Cross the Jordan River this life. I, I can't get forward. I can't move. I can't advance. As a church, we're moving forward in any area that we can, right? Whether it's city care, embrace. We've been leasing a house. We're believing God to give us our own house that we can own so that we can tell human trafficking survivors they are not victims, but they are survivors that have a hope and a future for their life. Come on, that's what we're doing as a church. Whether it's connect groups and getting our entire city in connect groups or CLS where people can study their Bibles and this fall hopefully we'll get it started. Whether it's youth and doing encounter conference for free or camp, we're going to do everything we can to reach, help, teach, release. Whether it's starting a Spanish YouTube channel, right, with the Puerto Rican Bobby Bradley Dívalo. We're translating our messages in Spanish. and We're going to have some of our own people begin to preach on that YouTube channel. And we'll see where God takes it. We're close to 100 people in our Spanish Connect groups. Come on. Absolutely amazing. So much more that we can do. We're going to reach, help, teach, release. And we're going to move forward in every area. Here's the difference. There was a Moses generation and there's a Joshua generation the moses generation got right to the edge of the promise yet did not cross over and then spent 40 years because of their unbelief in fact they all died in the desert never seeing the promises of god moses himself because of his anger and his sin god says you're only going to be able to see it but you're not going to be able to walk in it the bible says in joshua chapter one that after moses died a new leader came up his name was joshua He was the young man that when he went to explore the land, he said, we can do it. God used him in the future 40 years later and says, now you're taking the people across the Jordan River. See, the Joshua generation is way different than the Moses generation. The Moses generation, they needed to see miracles first and then they were obeyed. The Joshua generation says, we'll obey and then we'll see the miracles. The Moses generation only looked at the promised land. The Joshua generation conquers the promised land. I'm gonna tell you, we're part of the Joshua generation. We're not just gonna see it from a distance. We're gonna say, God, you wanna use us to go and take ground. Whether that's online, Spanish, human trafficking, our services, we're taking ground for the kingdom of God. We're not staying behind, we're taking ground. We're part of the Joshua generation that believes that God can use us, that believes the marriage can be fixed believes you can have healing, that believes God wants to give us more than we can imagine. I'm part of that generation, the Joshua generation. I'm stepping, I'm moving forward. Here's what we're going to do. We'll finish, as we stay standing, finish with these three things. What do we do this year as a church? I summed it up in three words. I want you to believe. Believe every single promise that God has given you. Moses' generation, they said, I don't know if God can do it. Come on, let's believe. Right. I don't know what you gotta believe for, but you believe it for your life. You know what it is that God is dealing with you. I know what God's dealing with me. I'm gonna believe every promise. I'm not gonna falter on my faith. God, help me with my unbelief. I'm gonna believe. Number two, we're going to advance. We're gonna advance through every single open door. I want you to know, at Calvary, if God opens the door for us, we're walking through it. Some of us, God has opened doors of opportunity and we're not walking through them. Me and Anna decided a long time ago, if God opens a door for us, we're walking through it. Even if we're afraid, even if we're shaking, we're walking through it. I'll never forget when I first got invited to preach, like they gave me an opportunity to preach, my knees were trembling. trembling. I said, I can't preach, I can't talk. But I said, God, I told you a long time ago, if you open a door, I'm walking through it. i say yes. Some of you, God has opened the door before you and you're not advancing. There's a door open for some, for you to do something with your calling, with your gift, with your anointing. Come on, let's not be the people that stay in the Jordan River, let's advance. And there may be some giants in front of us, but here's what we're gonna do, we're gonna conquer the giants. We're gonna conquer the giants because greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. Can I get an amen? And it's not us conquering the giants, it's God through us, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, we are going to feed our faith and start those giants until they come down. We're gonna shout and believe until Jericho comes crumbling down. We're gonna step out, we're gonna believe, we're gonna advance, and we're gonna conquer. Outside, we're gonna leave in just a few moments. Outside, there's a beautiful area out there for all of us to have fun, and have community, and that's, that's the whole vision behind what we're building out there. Is we want people to hang out. This isn't just a service. It's a people we do like together. But there's an area out there. My wife came up with this idea. She's absolutely brilliant. And um, she, she's way smarter than me and way more creative. Um, my Colombian queen, she, um, she said, why don't we do declarations for 2022? Right, like, yes, we believe it, but let's put pen to paper. Let's step out and believe. Let's have something with us all year round that we put it on our fridge, in our cubicle, something. And these are declarations that we believe. I'm, I'm going to believe this area. I'm going to advance through these doors and I'm going to conquer these giants. We have these outside. You're going to see them either hanging on some displays or they're going to be in some baskets. I want everybody to grab one. And right in the back, you can write your declaration for 2022. What, what do you got to move forward in? What's holding you back? What's, what's an addiction, a habit? What's something that you got to get out of? You know, it's toxic for you. It's not good for your faith. It's not good for your marriage. It's not good for your mind. What are some giants that you need to conquer this year? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I will conquer this giant this year to walk through these doors. I'm gonna believe God that I'm moving forward. I want you to grab them, And we got some high top tables out there. I want you to write down your declaration for 22. You and God, take a moment out there and write it down. I want you to take it home with you and put it somewhere where you can see it every single day and let it be a reminder. God's with me. I'm part of the Joshua generation. In fact, more than Joshua, the name Joshua in the Greek is the name Jeshua. In other words, the name Joshua is the name Jesus. If Joshua crossed the people of God into the promised land, how much more is Jesus going to cross us over into the promised land for us? Come on, we're part of the Jesus generation that did not stay in the grave. Come on, but there's resurrection power to move forward in the name of Jesus. Come on, with every hand lifted. Father, we thank you. We love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, God, for the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that you want to use us you will bring us out God that you will deliver us that you will redeem us and you'll make us your people god that we will know you that our eyes would be enlightened that we will know the hope of the calling to which you've called us and God that we will have the inheritance of the people of the lord together we would know you and'll we'll be free that we' we'll walk in the giftings and purposes for our life and we'll be part of a team where together we accomplish the dream that you set in our heart reach help teach release god help us to move forward this year in every single area of our life help us to leave addictions behind bondages behind help us to conquer the giant of sin that you already defeated on the cross of calvary so we can be free and live in the promise that promise land that you give us which is life with you thank you jesus whenever every eye closed and every head bowed We're leaving in just a moment. If you're here and you say, Alex, I don't know Jesus. If you're watching online and you say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. In fact, maybe you're here watching online and you say, Alex, I feel so far from God. This sounds awesome. It sounds great. But I don't know if this is for me because I got sin in my life. I got issues I haven't worked out. I've done some stuff nobody knows about. I'm going to tell you, we all have. The good thing is God loves us all. and He loves you and he has a purpose and a plan for your life. The Bible says all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's standard. God can't be with sin because he's holy, but he sent his son Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus, he grabbed my sin and your sin. Put it on his shoulders. He went up on the cross of Calvary. And Jesus died for the sins of humanity. Every single wrong thing I've done, thought, said, Jesus, he died for it. Every sin you've committed, Jesus died for it. Alex, so how am I saved? The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. In other words, put in your faith and your trust in Jesus. Today, if you're here, if you're watching online and you say, I need salvation. I know I got sin in my life. I want a relationship with God. I'm gonna give you an opportunity with every eye closed, every head bowed. Come on, in a moment of prayer, in a moment of privacy, I'm gonna count to three. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand when I count to three. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna call you out. Can you hold it high enough, long enough for me to see you? Then you can put it right back down. I'm going to count to three If you saying, Alex, I need Jesus. The Bible says he is the way, he's the truth, he's the life. It's not another bottle, it's not another relationship, it's not another house, another car. What your soul needs is Jesus. He is the Savior of humanity. Today if you're saying, I need Jesus, I need forgiveness, raise your hand. One, two... Three, raise your hand as high as you can, as high as you can. I see you, 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 I see you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hands raised up everywhere, amazing. If you're watching online, you can raise your hand wherever you're at, God sees you take that step of faith. Know in your heart, believe with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. With every hand, now down. I want us all to say this prayer together. One last prayer, come on, let's say it all together. It's one big family. If you raise your hand, say this out loud. You're now confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Come on, repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm healed, I'm forgiven and I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on. Come on, he's a good God. Hey, hands went up. Hands went up across the auditorium. If you're watching online and you, you raise your hand, we want to congratulate you. In fact, outside, we also have this tent. It's called our Connect Tent. Our Connect Team is there. Literally, what they want to give you is a free gift. We buy thousands of Bibles a year, literally from all of our tithes, from all of our offerings, because we want to give them away. This is the most important book you'll ever read in your life. It's God's love letter to humanity. And in fact, this one is really cool because it has a lot of notes on the sides and on the bottom to help you understand what you're reading. Today's a free gift. And we don't want to knock on your door, show up at your house tomorrow. We're not going to be those people that annoy you and call you. None of that. We just want to hand you a free gift because God loves you and we're here to help you the way people have helped us. One more time, can we give them a big, big hand? Pick up a Bible on the way out. Pick up a Bible on the way out and uh it's our free gift don't go home without that bible i'm telling you it's going to help you in 2022. anybody believe that god can use you and we're moving forward you're gifted you have purposes don't stay on this side of the jordan river come on crossover believe that jesus conquered sin so that you and i can move forward in freedom for all that he has for our life vision sunday also baptism sunday and we're getting ready to celebrate baptisms if you're here today and you registered to get baptized, we got a t-shirt and a towel for you. But even if you didn't, if you say, I had no idea it was going to be baptism Sunday, somebody told me they were taking me to IHOP, they brought me here, I have no idea. We tell people to do that. It's an awesome way to get people to church. But if you're in here and you're saying, hey, I, I want to get baptized, uh, baptism is just an outside declaration of an inside transformation. We're literally just telling the world, it's a public display, saying the old me is dead and gone the Bible literally says it's it's a symbolic representation of death Jesus went to the grave and he he came up with a resurrected body we go down into waters and we come up with a resurrected body I'm no longer the old me the old me is dead and gone in that water I'm alive in Christ a new creation baptism is such a symbolic beautiful thing so if you're here you didn't get registered we got a bunch of t-shirts and towels for you as well. Here's what we do, because outside was freezing temperature. If we're from Miami, born and raised here, outside is a blizzard right now. And so we got hugs and sweaters and all that, but but we brought it inside. We have an additional seating area in the back that we transformed into a baptism area. Uh, today, if you're saying, I wanna get baptized, we're gonna sing this song out. If you wanna get baptized, register or not, go down the aisles. We got dream team out there. They're gonna help you get changed. they give you your shirts. They're not, they're not gonna change you, but they'll take you to they'll show you where it's at but they'll give you all that you need the rest of us we're gonna sing and then afterwards let's go out there first let's celebrate them and then we'll go through the declarations of 2022 so as we're singing if you want to get baptized go outside our team is waiting for you come on let's sit through our hands father we thank you. God we believe we're moving forward this year for all the plans purposes that you have for our life God that we won't stay on the other side of the Jordan River God Three feet from a miracle, but we'll cross over in the name of Jesus. Believing that you want to use us to be the vehicle for people to know there's a God that loves them and a God that's for them. God, this year we're moving forward into all that you have for our lives. Go before us, behind us, and surround us. In Jesus' name, we love you and we thank you. Amen and amen. Come on, let's worship. Thank you, Jesus.